Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas, even though we had a very cold day. I hope that you made the best of it with your family members and the holiday meals and traditions. And we should all be thankful for all the positive and good things in our lives. And that's especially important given what's going on, uh, particularly up in Buffalo, but but around the country as well. And uh, we are going to be taking your telephone calls on a number of topics. We're opening the phone lines right now, 800 848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The death toll in western New York from the brutal uh, winter storm reaches 17 people. 17 people are now gone. Uh, Some, uh, at least one man, frozen to death on a street died on a street, and the age range is from 26 to 93 years old. People are still trapped in their homes. Rescue workers are trapped. Fire trucks were stuck. Ambulances were stuck, and that's right here in the state of New York. That is one story that we are looking at. Three busloads, I didn't get to the doozy yet, folks. Three busloads of migrants uh, that were headed to the Big Apple were dropped off near the Vice President Kamala Harris's uh, D.C. uh, residence in their bitter cold on Christmas Eve from Texas. Again, they were slated to arrive in the Big Apple on Christmas Day but weather forced the buses to take a detour. And one of the uh, big stories that I want to talk to you about this morning, oh boy, did you see the poster? The missing in action poster circulating asking where Eric Adams was during the storm. That's right. Mayor Adams was absent from the five boroughs during the historic winter storm. And a nonprofit, a nonprofit by the name of New York Communities for Change, posted a tongue-in-cheek missing poster of the mayor of New York City in response to a, uh, a tweet earlier this week in which you could see city leaders held a news conference about the storm, briefing the media about the weather, minus one person, the leader of the city of New York. The poster said, have you seen this man? Help us find our city's mayor. Where's Eric 
and then hashtag missing mayor. And the the uh, the title happened to be missing mayor, which also included uh, Adam's hate, a height that is age and weight. And it said last seen Thursday, December 22nd, leaving his city in the midst of a natural disaster. On Saturday, uh, the mayor was also absent from a news conference with Governor Hochul and a number of elected officials in Queens discussing recovery efforts in the borough where the Rockaways were hit hard by the flooding. I don't know if you've seen some of the video, but uh, some of the water was knee-high and higher in certain portions of the Rockaway and the Rockaways. And where was the mayor of New York City? I get it. Mayors, too, have to take off. Mayors, too, have to take off. But, Mr. Mayor, you've only been in office since January. This is year one. You wanted the job out of a crowd of Democrats that were running for this post. And when I mentioned the word post, the New York Post uh, caught up with the uh, with the mayor and it's a little hard to hear him, but here's how uh, that interaction sounded. Where have you been the last two days? The mayor said they're uh, hiding from the post. It was hard for you to hear, but he said that he was hiding from the New York Post. And so uh, city councilman, former city councilman Sal Albanese, claimed in a tweet on Friday that the mayor had taken a trip to Jamaica, that the mayor of New York City was actually in Jamaica. I, I don't see anything wrong with the mayor taking a trip, but if you know, Mr. Mayor, there's an impending storm headed our way, that trip should have been canceled. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I don't think that politically that this is going to hurt him, but you've been in office for one year, and this mayor has a love of the nightlife, and there's nothing wrong with taking a trip it just seems like, and, and of course the mayor will say it was not done uh, without informing the public. He'll say that his team knew exactly where he was. But it just seems like this was all done on the hush-hush, and it's it's not the way things should go. If the mayor of New York City is out of town, the, the people that elected him, the the citizens of New York, as far as I'm concerned, have a right to know what is going on. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. It is also going to be an interesting week. It should be a very interesting week. Long Island Congressman-elect George Santos is due to tell his story. After that big New York Times profile indicating he fabricated a lot of things in his background. Uh, fabricated allegedly of where he attended college, where he worked, as it relates to his uh, uh, foundation, uh, a lot of things. And so uh, as of now, it looks like Mr. Santos will still be seated when the new house meets on January 3rd. But at this point, at this point, he'll surely face uh, ethics complaints uh, over his now suspicious, that's the only way we can uh, uh, call this, his now suspicious financial disclosures. And he is also going to be looking uh, possibly at criminal charges. 
Is he the first politician to lie about his credentials? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But this strongly points to character where it seems like almost everything out of his mouth as it relates to his background on the campaign trail uh, amounted to a fabrication. And so I'd also like to hear from you folks as to what should happen to Mr. Santos. Should he be allowed to remain in Congress? I, I don't think so. And I just don't see how that's going to happen, but but it's going to be very interesting. He issued the tweet uh, at the end of uh, last week declaring that this week he will tell his side of the story. A lot is going on. As I have said on this program repeatedly, if you want to hear the the show of record where the newsmakers turn to, it is the Cats Roundtable, the Cats Roundtable uh, with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. And two Republican senators are blasting fellow party members for voting to approve the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending plan last week to avert a government shutdown. And so they are blasting uh, Senators Ron Johnson, Wisconsin, a Republican, Senator Mike Lee, Utah. They're blasting fellow party members for allowing the vote last week and for not waiting until the new year, which is only a few days away, when Republicans will assume control of the House of Representatives and thus obviously have more leverage to negotiate. Johnson voted against against the massive uh, spending package on Thursday, and here is what Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin told our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. The big omnibus bill on uh, on Friday. And what does it mean to the American people? Uh, with us, uh, Senator Ron Johnson. Senator, happy uh, New Year and Merry Christmas today. Merry Christmas to you and your listeners, John. Um, I, I wish we could talk about something a little more cheerful. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the arrogance of uh, our leadership, uh, they said, well, no, we, we know better than, than House members. We're, we're going to pass this and take this off your plate. Further mortgage our kids' future, and then we'll, you know, we'll get religion next year when it comes to uh, fiscal sanity. I'm, I'm not buying it, and unfortunately, our our, our supporters aren't going to buy it either. Senator Ron Johnson on the Cats Roundtable with John Katsimatidis. I'm going to come back to this. We'll let you hear what Senator Mike Lee had to say a bit later of Utah, Republican of Utah, a bit later. But let's start with the uh, telephone calls. 800-848-WABC on this Monday morning. 800-848-9222. We begin with Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Good morning to you, Dominic, and happy holidays. Same to you and your family. And you and your family. Thank you. You know, I just wanted to point out that, uh, the, like you said, uh, Mayor Adams leaving uh, when a storm was coming to the tri-state was a mistake. Uh, he should be around, like you pointed out, what happened in Queens with the uh, water, uh, the flooding in Howard Beach. Uh, as you know, uh, when Mayor Koch was elected in 77, and uh, he never, his first term, would leave this city. Uh, Mayor Giuliani was the same way. He was uh, around. He knew that his job was to be the mayor of the city 24 hours, seven days a week. And uh, it's important in the first term that Mayor Adams should uh, should be around the city all the time. No doubt about it. No doubt about it, Al. And, and yes. you know, I, I get... I get it. Uh, being the mayor of New York City, the second toughest job in America behind being president of the United States, you get stressed out. You need a break. You're going nonstop. But why not announce it from the Blue Room in advance? And more importantly, why not cancel your plans when you knew that there was an impending storm 
headed our way. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And so the, the, the question becomes, you know, you ran for this job, Mr. Adams. You said you wanted the job. And so I, it just it just it defies logic, Al. Do you think there'll be some uh, blowback against the mayor on this one? I think it will uh, somewhat because there was the the flooding that took place in, like you uh, pointed out, in the Rockaways and in the Howard Beach uh, section of Queens. So I think there will be some blowback. Uh, people will, you know, will in that area would want him to be around instead of, like you said, uh, leaving the city with the uh, impending storm coming into the to uh, New York City. It just, you know, to, to the to the mayor, to his side, will say it's only 48 hours. He's on the phone nonstop with his first deputy mayor. But it's just unacceptable for a storm to hit like this. And for the mayor, the brand new mayor of the city right. to not first to year. not be around. I thank you uh, for your call, Al. And uh, I, I hope you have a uh, a great new year. Let's go to Michael and Astoria. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning, Dominic. Great to, good morning. to talk to you. I've called a couple of times. Um, yes, it's very bad that the mayor did that. He should never leave the city uncovered as the mayor when a storm coming. That storm was called. They started that storm on Sunday. They were saying Sunday, you know, even Friday is going to be bad. Thursday is going to be bad. He should have definitely canceled or made new plans. Well, I, Michael, and I, I want your 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 opinion on this. I'm sure uh, if Mr. Adams was with us right now, he would say the city was not left uncovered. He had his team in place to handle everything and that he was only a phone call away. I'm sure that's what the mayor would say. Of course that's what he's going to say, but a phone call away in Jamaica? Was he in Jamaica, Queens, or was he in Jamaica on the beach? <laughs> that's that. That's a good point. That's a good point there, Michael. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We see all of your calls, and we're going to get to them. Let's go to Pamela in Central New Jersey. Good morning, Pamela. What's on your mind? Good morning. Um, isn't it the old saying in politics that a blizzard can destroy your career? Didn't um, Mayor Lindsay? Absolutely. Mayor Lindsay's career was ruined with a blizzard. He screwed up on a blizzard, and that was it. Uh, and I, th- I think it was uh, also sanitation. I, I, I've got to look back at my notes, but, but your point is is well taken, Pamela. Yes, yes, and and in in New York, officials. And and let's face it, Pamela, even though he's the mayor of New York City, it's like he the mayor of New York is a leader of the region, this region, the tri-state area. And news conferences are being held, streets are underwater, and nobody officially knows where the mayor is. I I mean I I don't understand. What's the point in wanting the job, Pamela, if this is what you're going to do? Bad optics, man. Big mistake. Big mistake. Big big mistake, Pamela. Thank you. Thank you for the call. uh, And have a uh, great morning. Let's now go to... uh, to Dave and Comac. And folks, we are taking your telephone calls on a number of topics. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222 on this day after Christmas. We say good morning to you, Dave. Hey, how are you? Merry Christmas and happy old year. Same to you and your family. Uh, I've been uh, keeping track of the man, the swagger man with no plan, and he has no clue what's going on in the subways. He talks a big game but does nothing. Two weeks ago, I'm in Union Square uh, coming back from uh, some little club I usually hang out at, 13th, 3rd Avenue, called Penny Farthing. And the cops are upstairs. Uh, there's two cops upstairs. There's no cops on a platform. You get on the subway. The first car, there's a guy smoking pot. And no, no cops on the train. The previous week, 10 cops upstairs, none on the platform, and uh, people sleeping sprawled out on the floor in the subway. 
this guy has has no clue what's going on. He shouldn't be the mayor. And uh, uh, I Dave, heard about uh, what Dave, when 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 you saw that, how did that make you feel? When when you had to smell the marijuana and you saw all the homeless people, how did it make you feel? Uh, it annoyed me. I, I tell you why it really annoyed me because on the way uh, there uh, a couple weeks ago. Right, the when I go to pay with the my Metro card, right, and the turnstile gets stuck, and I had to pay a second time. Oh, that was basically oh, destroying a front the camel's back and try to get your money back from the MTA is like pulling teeth. Oh boy, oh uh, boy. And but, what uh, what station was this again? Again, this is uh, from Roosevelt Island to Lexington Avenue is where I uh, took the train from. You're supposed to get a free transfer. The machine tells you. Uh, you know, free transfer, walk through it, right? No, turnstile locks up. I'm not about to be stupid and jump over it and get arrested. That's I'm not going to do that, right? And you, the interesting thing is, the so I go to the turnstile to the right of that, uh, and to pay again to be able to get in. And uh, each one of them, the credit card uh, or my debit card didn't work. Eventually, found one that worked and had to pay a second time. And so I complain to the token booth clerk when I get to uh, uh, get upstairs to take the 4, 5, and 6 uh, downtown to get to Union Square. And uh, the guy doesn't want to give me a refund. He says, oh, you got to call 511, right? And he doesn't have his badge in the window. He says, what's your name? Put your name and your badge number down on the back of my, of my receipt here, right? So I know who I spoke with. The guy starts videotaping me because I'm complaining to him that he won't give me a refund and won't put his name down on the thing. Eventually, his badge somehow appeared magically in the window. Uh, wow. But that, it's it's just unbelievable. And I think the problem is that the MTA doesn't care. They really should not be getting congestion pricing. I heard to get into Manhattan or say you're coming from Jersey back to Manhattan. Say I was looking at a car in Jersey and you have to go somehow have to go through the Holland Tunnel or whatever, right? You're going to pay an extra $23 leaving New York and then getting back into New York? You must be joking. Nothing is going to change with the MTA. They're already getting federal money from the pandemic, and they pissed it all away, pardon my language, right? But the bottom line is that they, uh, if they're not doing anything now to, to change the situation in the subways, you think that them getting congestion prices is going to change anything? It's not going to change anything. Well, I'm with you on on opposition to congestion pricing, and you're going to pay all that money to come into the city. Hey, Dave, I thank you for the call. You're going to pay all that money to come into the city to sit in one lane of traffic going each way. I mean, it's horrendous. Let's say good morning to Neil on Staten Island, who I believe feels that Mayor Adams did not do anything wrong. Is that correct, Neil? That's correct, Dominic. Uh, oh, okay, listen, so tell me, tell me, tell me how you reached that conclusion. I'll, I'll preface this by saying that I, I don't like the mayor. I think he's an incompetent. He's just a terrible mayor. However, you know, I, I can remember many times when they forecast impending uh, uh, snowstorms or rainstorms, and for some reason they took a turn and we never got hit with them. So now, every time that a forecast comes. Whether it's going to come through or not, uh, he's expected changes to his travel plans if he had plans to go somewhere. I don't think so. I mean, he has deputy mayors. He couldn't have done anything different if Rockaway's flooded. Or, I mean, the FDR, FDR drive flooded. It was like a bathtub. But could he have done anything different if he was here or not? No, it wouldn't have changed anything. So, I, well, I, it doesn't look good that he goes and it happened, the storm happened to come. A lot of times the storm doesn't come. And for him to be changing his plans back and forth, back and forth, I I, I don't think it's right. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, but but Neil, wait, I I want I want to so so, and I've told this story before. So the time of the first World Trade Center bombing, we're in Osaka, Japan. I'm with Mayor Dinkins, and the police officers assigned to him said that that there was some type of really bad accident. We were getting the initial reports of some something bad happened in the in the garage. And within a matter of an hour, uh the officials decided the trip was over and we were headed back to New York from Osaka, Japan. And so 
I, I hear you, Neil, on your point of uh, weather forecast change, but you don't think the mayor should have beelined back to New York when there's video of streets in Howard Beach and, and in the Rockaways where, where it looks like a river on, on, uh, on public streets? You don't think the mayor should have beelined back to the city immediately? Well, you're assuming that he could have, he could have got back to the city. For all we know, if he, had, if he was in Jamaica, the, the island, he had to fly back. He probably couldn't get into the city because the, the weather was so bad. So uh, him being here and not being here really didn't make a difference. And it wouldn't have made a difference if how much water was flooded in the streets of Rockaway. Uh, he doesn't do any of that. I mean, uh, there's just so much he can do. He what has, about the symbolic, Neil, what about the symbolic impact? He's the mayor well, I, of I, New York I, City. I agree, Don, that it doesn't look good. But just because it doesn't look good, it doesn't mean that he really did anything wrong because he, he didn't change his travel plans, and we didn't even know. Who knows if that storm would have came? They would say snow, rain, maybe none. My brother lives in Maine. They didn't get anything. I mean, who knows? Right. You never know. Well, well, you know, you know, Neil, let, let me put it this way. So we know that Mr. Adams met with Mr. Bloomberg uh, after he was elected, and Bloomberg comes to mind because Bloomberg had his own planes, Bloomberg could fly his own planes, and Bloomberg had a policy, and I, I remember this well because I was one of the reporters covering him, of he would not tell us where he was going sometimes on the weekend. And the, the media cried bloody murder. And I'm sure this is where Mr. Adams is getting this from, but Bloomberg was somewhat of a different type Breed. What I'm trying to say is, Neil, imagine this, and then I got to move on. Imagine Rudy Giuliani as mayor being caught outside the city while the city is being hit with a major storm. Imagine that. Could it happen? No. What, what, what can I say, Tom? I mean, my opinion is different than yours. And okay. I still and, and I. And, and I respect I respect your opinion, Neil. Thank you. Thank you for the call, and happy uh, New Year's uh, to you. Before I take a break, let's go to Steve in Manhattan. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? All right, Big Dom and uh, everybody, Merry Christmas. And quickly to answer Pamela, there was a blizzard in New York City in February of 1969, and Lindsay took a lot of heat from it, tremendous heat. But it did not stop him from getting reelected. He ran as an independent. There was a Democrat and a Republican run. He won as an independent. 69. Some people say he rolled the coattails of the Mets. And me being a former historian, I could tell you, talking to the people who were kids in February 69, they loved it because Lindsay didn't send out the plow trucks and the city was buried. The kids didn't go to school. They were having fun and they were just having a good old time in a winter wonderland. And, of course, in the blizzard of 2010, same thing over Christmas, Bloomberg, as soon as he heard blizzard, fasten your seatbelts, he was, I don't know, in the Caribbean somewhere. But that's the uh, incompetence of your politician you have politicians you have today, Dom. The hard left, anywhere they control a state or city, it's always going to be topsy-turvy. Everything's going to be turned upside down. And eventually, folks, this is going to be the whole country. This is a, they're just canaries in the coal mine. And when the hard left takes over the whole country, I don't know where we're going to go. Could we colonize uh, Australia? But I heard they were locking people in during the uh, COVID. So hard left is taking over the joint. So try to enjoy yourself while you can. Well, Steve, I, I thank you. Uh, I thank you for the call. And it, it just seems completely inappropriate. I, I know that uh, some areas were not that hard hit. So, for example, I was up in Rhode Island. It was not hit at all. But the fact of the matter is the city where Mayor Adams is in charge of was hit particularly hard in one borough. And uh, no matter how you slice this apple, the mayor should have been here. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. We're going to go to John in Las Vegas. We're going to go to our friend Hudson in the Bronx and many more calls. We are taking your calls on a number of issues, including the weather up in Buffalo, which uh, 17 people are now uh, dead, and the list is growing. It is a very bad uh, situation. 
And uh, coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. And coming up at 1 a.m., Curtis Sliwa in for Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. We will be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, about to return to your telephone calls in just one second. Among the topics we are discussing uh, from Thursday through Saturday, the mayor was back Saturday night. Uh, We still officially don't know where the mayor was. Maybe he's borrowing a page from Michael Bloomberg. As I just stated, Bloomberg was notorious for leaving and was determined on the weekends that he would not share with the media where he was going. And after Mr. Adams was elected, he did meet with uh, Mayor Bloomberg several times. I'm looking at an email from uh, our friend Sal, a friend of the program. He says, Dominic, we should not be surprised that Mayor Adams was out of town at the wrong time. Perhaps he seances, a seance, a seance, uh, or is a reincarnation of Jimmy Walker, who was another, and he capitalized, nightlife-loving, good-time New York mayor. That's from Sal. Let's see what Hudson, our friend Hudson in the Bronx, has to say. Good morning, Hudson. Hey, good morning, Don. Merry Christmas, sir. Um, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you so much, brother. Um, I'm not going to be long today. I just got to say to one of your callers and what you're talking about with Eric Adams and, and not being here. And I know that last caller said it's like, you know, how would it have made a difference? He, he's not here. How would it have made a difference? Um, I turned on the radio this morning, right? And, you know, I'm with my family today and with everybody. I'm sure people got problems with their family and stress and holidays, whatever. And what happens? I turn on the radio this morning, and who's on? John Casamitidis, the boss. He showed yes. up to work today, right? Yes. And then who's next? And then I listened to, to Rudy, and then he showed up to work today on Christmas. And then next, I listened to Judge Deneen. And then next, I listened to Dick Morris. These people showed up. And you know what? They showed up because this is what you do. I'm not saying if it's etiquette or manners or whatever it is, but there's something to just being there that comforts people. And if you're the mayor of New York City and you can't just be there when something is going on or there's a storm or there's this or there's crime and there's what, you know what? This is your job, man. Just show up. It comforts people. It does something. I'll leave you with that, Dom. I love you, brother. Merry Christmas, man. Same right back at you, Hudson. And 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 I agree with you. Part of the job, part of the job. And again, folks, I am telling you as a journalist that was assigned full-time on television to cover Rudy Giuliani as mayor, uh, I did Dinkins, uh, Giuliani, Bloomberg, a little bit of de Blasio. But with Rudy in particular... We had to break up the day into shifts because we we no one reporter could keep up with him all day long. We were getting fatigued and just couldn't do it. He would be at City Hall at 7 a.m. And his day, Giuliani, would go into 9, 10 o'clock at night. And he's going from event to event to event. And that's how we had to uh, cover him. And now, fast forward all these years later, and we have a new mayor in his first year in office. And from Thursday until uh, Saturday, he was back to attend uh, Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral, the Midnight Mass. But we don't know officially as of yet where the mayor was. We know he wasn't in the five boroughs, the first deputy mayor. Uh, states that they know where uh, Mr. Adams was, that he was in constant phone contact, but that is not good enough. It's not good enough for the mayor of New York City. And when when these weather forecasts started changing, so so should the mayor's itinerary should have changed to end the trip. John in Las Vegas. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Oh, 
well, Merry Christmas. I wanted to give Same you to another couple of reasons so why the mayor should have been in town. Um, I used to live in New York. I have a good friend whose family and him live in Baruch House. It's on the Lower East Side. They were without heat uh, for the last couple of days, the whole building. There, I read in the newspaper today, the Daily News, that one in East Harlem was yes. not only without heat, was without water. And yes. that, I mean, those are buildings are the mayor's responsibility. You, Why you know what, John? Here? Hey, John, I, I want you to finish, but I didn't mention the East Harlem situation because I'm I'm trying to be fair to the mayor and not take cheap shots. But, yes, several uh, 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 NYCHA complexes, the mayor doesn't run NYCHA, but you're the leader of the city. You can't be the leader 80% of the time talking about my city, my nightclubs, my restaurants, and then when you don't want to be the leader, then it doesn't exist. Please continue, John. Well, I just want to say that the people that live in NYCHA housing probably voted for him. Um, I mean, I was a supporter of his up until this. I mean, I do live in Las Vegas now, but I still communicate with a lot of friends in the city about him. And um, this was just unforgivable. And I feel feel like what people don't know, and I looked it up, is that half the tenants in NYCHA housing are behind in their rent right now, and NYCHA doesn't have the money to do repairs. Now, that's going to get worse and worse and worse, and he really needs to address that issue. He should have already done it. Anyway, that's about all I got to say, but I I don't think I'm supporting him anymore for whatever that matters. So did, did you support him? Uh, well, you, you live in Vegas, but were, were, did you live here at the time, John, and you voted for Mr. Adams? No, I uh, I was gone, but I, I have a lot of friends, and we were discussing about voting, who to vote for, and um, they did vote for Mr. Adams, but a lot of people are becoming disgruntled with his leadership, and I do know that a lot of people that I know now who live on the Lower East Side know about that heating problem, and they're wondering, um, you know, where was the mayor? I mean, he, he really, whether or not they're his responsibility that's a lot of people without heat over christmas with kids and families um he should have been down there making sure they were fixing that that's that's what i'm saying yes well uh, i thank you for the call john calling from vegas this morning dominic carter here with you talk radio 77 wabc we are taking your telephone calls 800-848 WABC 800-848-9222. Annette in Nassau County. Good morning, Annette. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic, and a Merry Christmas to you. Same to you and your family. Uh, Thank you. I would like to comment on uh, the mayor not being in town. A previous caller was basing his uh, statement about it wasn't so bad on what actually happened. But when you think about what was predicted, two to three inches of rain and 50 mile per hour winds, that's like a hurricane. That doesn't take something that instantaneously or an hour or two uh, his deputy mayor could could deal with. Well, in, in, in fairness to Mr. Adams, he, he does, every mayor does have an office of emergency management. But, but my point is that if, if you campaigned for this job, you ran for this job, you said you wanted this job, you did debates declaring that you want this job, uh, then you should be here, especially in year number one. You should be and here. I agree, I agree with you totally. Totally. But in the event of something as serious as a hurricane, there could have been hundreds of thousand people without power, no transportation, no landline telephones, uh, power lines down. Uh, they have to bring in outside contractors. Uh, that, that's a major crisis. He couldn't get here in a half an hour or an hour. Maybe he wouldn't even be able to fly in. So I think well- that People that are agreeing that it wasn't so bad. No, no, I I just, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to say, uh, and this is an assumption on my part, because we, 
he's again, he's probably borrowing a page from Bloomberg. He's probably not going to tell us where he was. If he was in Jamaica, Montego Bay, that's only four hours away. But I, I, I Annette, I, I just, I, I, I just, I, I just don't, don't get it. I mean, and, and, and he did do a couple of holiday parties and, and helping the needy and so on. But on Christmas day, Maybe I'm just old-fashioned in that. On Christmas I, I Day, agree, I agree with you totally. I agree with you totally, one hundred percent. On you, Christmas you know, Day, the mayor should be here. Very definitely, you know? definitely. Uh, you well, know, the, I, I see. I do see things really going downhill. I was born in New York City, in Brooklyn, uh, in New York, in Brooklyn. I, I was uh, taking the subway when I was twelve years old. I've always been on the subway. I haven't been for two years. Recently, in September, I went uh, to the Port Authority with my sister. I had a a senior card. She didn't. She had to wait online. While she was waiting online, I waited up against the wall right by the turnstile. I did not see one man pay a toll. Every single one of them jumped the toll book. There had to be at least 20 that went through. I never saw that before. And things are really getting bad in the city. And, and I'm that, sure you if, agree if, with me. If, 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 yes, if I'm going to be honest with you, I've seen the same thing. I've seen, I've seen the same thing. And on buses, forget it. I mean, people just get on the back of the bus and, and don't pay a dime. And that's that, you know. And I, but live, Annette, I, I live in that. Go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. I've got to take County. a break. Okay, you live in Nassau, and I don't take—I don't have a car. I—I I had an accident. I take public transportation. I've never seen anybody get on the bus without paying. I've never seen a bus driver harassed. I never saw a problem in five years, and the, the, the passengers on the bus very, very grateful to me, very, very caring, very caring to me, very helpful. And Dominic, I know you have to go. I'd like to say that you run a wonderful program. I am very happy to listen to you on the radio. Well, I try you. not to miss an evening, and I hope you continue. Well, Good luck, you. and God bless Th- you. Have a wonderful you, new Annette. year. Thank you, and, and same to you. Best wishes for a wonderful 2023, which is uh, now, what, uh, a week away? Dominate Carter here with you folks. Coming up at the top of the hour, Curtis Lee will be back. I don't know how he does it. He's in for Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank will be doing the morning show. And a programming note, folks, as far as it relates to me, I will be back all this week from 1 to 3 p.m. in for Greg Kelly. Greg, uh, a well-deserved week off. I will be in um, all this week. Some of you send me emails saying, oh, it's past my bedtime and so on. So now... In in the flesh, live, I will be on from 1 until 3 p.m. each day this week right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take that break I just mentioned. When we come back, we're going right back to the telephone calls. We're going to have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and then we're going to have your calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Three busloads of migrants, three busloads of migrants dropped off near the vice president's residence, Kamala Harris. That's where they should be sent to. And send them to Mr. Biden's residence as well, the president's residence in Delaware dropped off at the vice president's uh, residence 
in the bitter cold on Christmas Eve from Texas. They were initially slated, initially slated to arrive in the Big Apple, but were diverted because of weather, and that's how they ended up in D.C. as opposed to New York. So while the mayor was in, we believe, Jamaica, another three busloads, remember this is the same mayor that welcomed them here, that embraced New York, Sanctuary City, we love you. And so three more buses coming in, but the mayor apparently was in Jamaica at the time. Let's go back to the telephone calls, and we are taking your calls until the top of the hour, 800-848-WABC. Harriet in, I believe, Sheepshead Bay. Good morning, Harriet. What's on your mind? Uh, You're the best. I remember how you used to give it to Bloomberg right below the belt when you were in New York one. You're too benevolent now. You're a great reporter. I remember the Christmas snowstorm where my mother and I were stuck, uh, and uh, it was just a matter of moments. The bus came and picked us up. We were ready to die. Uh, The buses were stuck for two days. It was a catastrophe, and Bloomberg was in Bermuda. And Bloomberg is a reader advisor to to the mayor now. Uh, He shouldn't listen to Bloomberg. He was a he was in a, a, a catastrophe. Uh, the mayor has to be here 24-7, especially since we're in the target of North Korea. They're targeting us. Uh, God forbid there's another 9-11. Uh, he has to follow the playbook of uh, Mayor Giuliani. He was the, you Agreed. know, I mean. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you, you, oh, I loved you on New York One. Boy, did you, you used to sock it to Bloomberg. Boy, you, I, I tell you, you were. <laughs> But you know what, Harry, it's, it, it's not, it's not personal. I was, um, I was doing the job. And so if, if you listen to Mayor Dinkins, who's no longer with us, he would say that I, that I socked it to him. If you listen to Mayor Koch, Mayor Koch would tell you that I gave it to him. Certainly if you ask Mayor Giuliani, he will tell you that, you know, he and I went toe to toe every day. Uh-oh. Every day. But I have enormous respect for Rudy Giuliani because all these years later, I really believe as someone who was who was on his tail covering him. I really believe that he will go down in history as one of the best mayors ever, ever. Agreed. 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 Because of what he did to clean up New York City. And at the time I was screaming bloody murder at him. Bloody murder every day at City Hall. And he knew it was coming every single day, and he took the questions every single day. And and it, the, the man is just a class act. I don't care yeah. what they tell you in any uh, published report or whatever. I'm telling you, as somebody who covered him for a very long time, Rudy Giuliani is a class act. Yeah, and so that's the you. bottom line. <laughs> you and Giuliani are class acts. Well, but that, we, it, the, the man has to be here 24-7. God forbid, yes. there's another 9-11. And North yes. Korea is, is targeting us now. I mean, and the, and i got to tell you, I see the migrants on the buses. You know, I, um, I had to go out today. And uh, you see them at night traveling there. And a lot of times the um, the the bus operators, they, uh, they won't charge them because they say we don't have any money and whatever. But, you know, that's really unfair to the people here, especially the brothers and the sisters in the projects that uh, the money that's going to be a, um, a portion to the, the so-called illegal aliens, uh, that should go to the people who are here. And uh, 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 our republic is sort of like in danger now with, with this with this illegal immigration coming in, you know, do we still have a, a republic, Dominic? I mean, uh, we don't have a republic anymore. We, this is the greatest country in the world, the United States of America, and we have to protect the people who are here. And um, it's just we're in a precarious situation now. But I got to tell you, you're you're the you're the greatest reporter. I always loved you. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say, and I wish you the best for a wonderful 2023. Thank you. But, hey, Harriet, you know, some of those politicians I covered, though, they will tell you uh, that they don't agree with your assessment. They thought that I was too tough on them. But anyway, thank you very much. Thank you for the call, Harriet. You're wonderful. Our friend John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Dominic, my mind is about our absentee 
mayor? Why isn't he on the job 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like the esteemed Mayor Giuliani? And I say esteemed because, as you and I know, Rudy will go down as one of our most esteemed mayors. I thought Adams did a credible job as borough president, but he's not for Brooklyn, but he's not anywhere matching what he did as Brooklyn Borough President with his current duties as mayor of New York City. Well, the the, the biggest problem, John, that I have with uh, Mayor Adams is that um, it, it, it's not, and, and, and uh, he does work hard, but, but it's not showtime now. Borrow, look at history from Rudy Giuliani. Work sun up to sundown. You are the people's advocate. You represent the people of New York City. And I I can't think of a time. I, I, I mean, I did go to uh, Israel, John, with uh, Rudy Giuliani, but be, and he was only gone for a day. Uh, beyond that, I can't think of a time that Giuliani uh, – was out of town and 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 that's the way that it should be and and as Harriet just said what what if there's a terrorist attack the the mayor of the city is four hours away and and be transparent if you're going out of town why not tell us in advance do, do you think John the mayor should have told us absolutely and he should also be transparent when he goes out to his favorite uh, dining spots at night. Yes, I yeah. I agree with that as well. But we'll, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. Do do you think he will take any heat for this, or he's just going to ignore it and keep on stepping? He was back by Saturday night at St. Patrick's Cathedral. I wish our local press did their job because if they did, they wouldn't be holding his feet to the fire. Well, you know what, John? I'm I'm glad you said that because I'm gonna, I'm going to be honest with you. I left that out this morning, and that's what needs to be said. That's the, you're right. The local press, and I'm going to say we. I thank you for the call, John, and and happy New Year to to you, you and too. your family. We are dropping the ball. The local media, the city hall press corps, the things that that elected officials are getting away with today uh, just didn't happen in my day. And I I don't understand how, but I I guess I do understand because you have kids that, that are, that want, they're playing wannabe reporters and they really don't know what they're doing. And, and these politicians are dancing all around them. Dominic Carter with you, folks. I hope you will keep it right there. Coming up right now, right now, right now, Curtis Sliwa in for Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank will be doing the morning show. And I, Dominic Carter, will be back at 12 hours from now at 1 p.m. live from 1 to 3 every day this week and the regular night show in for Greg. Kelly. Have a great morning. Talk Radio 77 WABC.